0: Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello, and welcome to another recording of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and as usual, every fortnight I'm joined by my colleague Jason Durden, Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management, who's going to tell us everything that's going on in the markets and what we might expect to see in the near future. Jason, I gather we're just about to start as we record this, uh, the beginning of a new gas year. Presumably that's uppermost in everyone's minds at the moment.
1: Yes, uh, hello Jeremy. Yeah, as of 1st of October we move into the new gas year and uh, that's seen the usual uh, little uh, burst of activity over the last week or two since we last spoke. People putting in place uh, last minute contracts and trying to get some sort of positions set out for uh, the coming winter.
0: As far as the winter's concerned, how are things looking? Are, are, are supplies healthy? Are storage levels looking good? Are there political issues with Russian gas? What's concerning the markets, if anything, at the moment?
1: As you know from uh, our previous chats, there's been a sustained and significant rally since the lows in August. And uh, notwithstanding some of the uh, external uh, impacts in other areas such as carbon and, uh, and power, the focus on gas has been uh, availability for the forthcoming winter. And, and that really is really quite interesting. And there's been really some of the, the latest price movements have also been uh, sort of underpinning that, that concern about you know how perhaps there's been relative value left in Q1, but in terms of pricing, Q4 pricing has been lifted quite significantly. Um, market probably thinks there is a little too much in terms of uh, unanswered uh, supply side questions to, um, to, to heavily discount uh, ahead of time. Most of those are coming off of the back of a hugely oversupplied winter 19, uh, and that must be seen in context. There is stability in the usual NCS, UKCS forecasts. Perhaps just a touch tighter than last year, but, you know, in terms of COVID, in terms of a lower demand year, then, you know, nothing that really screams an issue there. The big question is all about Russian flows and, you know, politics creeps in there as well because we are talking about, you know, delays to Nord Stream 2. Clearly, we all know that uh, the Americans are making that very difficult for the uh, Russians and particularly the Germans. In terms of um, being able to see those flows in place, so there's been a massive shift in terms of Ukraine's role in terms of transit capacity for this winter, and that you know really is a a source of concern because it's. Uh, a significant shift and and without Nord Stream 2, that may, it's unlikely to mean that there is no gas, but the Russians may well have to pay more for capacity through Ukraine this winter. And that effectively means that prices will be higher. So there's
0: presumably an element of risk premium as a result of that. If you were a betting man and, and you don't have to reveal your secrets here, what's your hunch about the resolution of the Nord Stream problem and, and when physical deliveries might actually uh, arise? Is it dependent on European politics? Is it, is it an engineering problem? Could the American election have an influence? What, what should we look out for here?
1: Yeah, I think there's two or three key ones there. There's the, the Germans' response to the Americans' position. There is obviously the question mark over the american position with the biden administration coming in that may look significantly or even nuanced differently the underlying tenet is really that you know germany depends on russian gas whatever way you cut it and uh, just at this moment in time we're not seeing uh, the lng that trump promised coming into europe so uh, one way or another I, I feel this will happen. It may be delayed, it may be lower flows than possible um, and that obviously in the context of this winter is um, is key. Um, as I said, just to put a little bit more flesh on the bones, the UK transit capacity is seen about 20-25% lower than last winter. If that back capacity hasn't gone away, but it's no longer part of the deal because the Russians never saw, foresaw that they would still need it. If the Ukrainians sell it back to the Russians, it's not going to be at uh, a uh, the same or a lower price, one would imagine. You know, and then the Ukraine's influence in EU gas is growing as well because of the um, the tax-free position on storing uh, European gas in some of the huge capacity that uh, the Ukrainians have. Stats are showing that there's about 8 billion cubic meters of uh, European gas stored in the Ukraine at the moment on, on, a, on a tax adv- advantageous storage uh, program that the Ukraine have launched. The good thing there is that that is actually in that very low, summer prices so if we did have a winter where extra storage was needed you would expect that to financially flow at relatively modest levels because of the the levels at which it's gone in at. The one thing that screams at me in terms of storage is we are going into the winter with storage full but certainly in uh, the UK we've seen a significant divergence to last year whereas last year was a significant push-up in uh, an attempt to get storage full in September because of various things that have been going on on the UKCS and the later maintenance on uh, NCS as well we are seeing a heavy reliance reliance over the last couple of weeks on medium range storage in the UK to balance the system which is partly why we've got a spot price of 30 you know 30 mid 30s and um, you know I I don't think one can sort of undermine that as we go into September or, or October from September we have used a lot of storage gas to balance the system over the last week or two weather forecasts seem to be a little better in the in the immediate short term there's been a return of wind demand is a little bit lower but i suppose looking further into the winter and specifically november we're all working or a good number of us are working at home again now that's got to be very bullish for um sort of uh, ldz demand over over the, the coming winter you know i think that any covid uh, uh knocking of demand in power just won't necessarily be replicated in gas
0: That's an interesting observation, as you say, the demand for gas may be uh, pretty substantial this winter, perhaps slightly differently distributed between domestic premises and industry where the demand presumably remains suppressed. Uh, But touching on power, gas power and uh, and other forms of generation, what's the situation for the tail end of the summer maintenance period uh, looking like here and uh, in adjacent European countries? Is there anything to be concerned about there?
1: Well over the next week we should see some of the NCS, the later maintenance on the NCS coming back on. Um, I think the first couple of weeks of October will be quite, really quite telling. If we get to the middle of October and most of the maintenance that uh, was deferred or delayed is back on, then um, I think you know we'll see some, uh, some stability and some reassurance and perhaps some downside in some of these Q4 premiums. I think the issue is that LNG, whilst we note that as the Americans started to ramp up to sell LNG back into the world market and that means Europe Um, whilst we saw them cancelling during the summer on price uh, Basis change um, and we saw that October would bring more uh, Deliveries that whilst that still is the case We've had three weeks of heavy storm activity in the Gulf of Mexico, which have just delayed things a touch so what we've saw last year was we saw displacement on NCS and UKCS flows, and a much more muscling in of LNG, if you like. What we're not so sure about just yet is that if the LNG disappears, will the NCS and the UKCS automatically fill that void uh, long term? Is that returning flow effectively that was that was displaced last year? So as I said, there are a, a big number of question marks which you know, normally sort of uh, occupies the market's mind at this time of year, but certainly coming out of what we thought was a shift in uh, paradigm last year. There's a few question marks over that because Nord Stream might, you know, may not happen in quite the same way we expected it to or certainly won't and furthermore the LNG that we all got very comfortable with last year is not necessarily evident at this stage for this year. So you know there are definitely ponderables and a few questions to ask out there. Well,
0: clearly plenty to look forward to and um, in terms of new information for the winter ahead and further on. Um, and just lastly, very briefly, uh, we spent many of the last few months discussing carbon, Hugely important announcement on the Green Deal and the aspirations for 2050 and 2030 in terms of carbon reduction from the European Commission recently, Commission President Ursula von der Leyen giving a major speech. Um, Have the markets called this right? Are are we going to see continuing tightness in the carbon market or have have we
1: turned a corner on this one? Well, I think the market is uh, to coin the phrase that was being talked about at the heights during the summer. It is a it is a one way bet. The, the the greening of the economy and the tightening of carbon markets. Uh, or the attitude towards carbon over a period of time is, you, you know, is not going away. Um, in terms of the current scheme, funny enough, since we've had some clarity or, or some some warm words, should I say, rather than uh, certainly little detail from the EU, the market actually has gone from its summer near contract highs back down to the bottom of its trading range. Uh, And if you look, if you widen out your graphs into the last 12 months or so, you'll see that carbon really is in this sort of 25, 26, 30 uh, channel, which is pretty much where it spent most of last year. So if we exclude the massive sell-off as COVID hit in March of uh, this year, the market really has stabilised in that 25 to 30 trading channel again, um, and it will be dependent on the detail. But I think you know, ultimately, the the direction is set. Whether the current format of trading the market will all with all of its. Um, issues and problems um, and is it fit for purpose um, those will become debated and of course the the other one is that uh, you know Britain is not part of this uh, post the end of this year and we are still yet waiting for absolute clarity on whether we clone uh, the EUA or, or whether we, um, we go in a, a slightly different direction. So details as ever with uh, big political uh, stuff is always uh, what the market craves and is sadly absent. But uh, I suppose all the excitability about new records in falling CO2 outputs has been replaced by a return to usual trading patterns in the absence of any firm detail.
0: Well, thank you, Jason. I have a slight feeling we might be returning to this subject uh, as the UK finishes its transition period from, from the EU and we find out what the future of carbon uh, markets or carbon pricing is here in due course. Well, thank you as ever for your insights. Fascinating stuff. Uh, if you found that interesting and would like to find out more and have a look at our reports, please do visit our website at alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK. And we hope you'll join us for a podcast again very soon.